Well, a hell of a way to start would be to sneeze, wouldn't it? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to episode 131 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. How are we doing, mate? I'm uh, I'm pretty good, all things considered, you? Yeah, yeah, not so bad, not so bad. Uh, well, obviously, we missed a bit for reasons that, well, this isn't even the main reason. It was just other stuff making us busy, but stuff will become obvious as it goes on. But on Sunday, we had what might be the most I've ever needed a win in my life. And we won 2-1 at Norwich. Even got the prediction right. Yeah, you results-stealing bastard. Hey, not, you... not, not that I picked 2-1. But... No, you, you got first pick and didn't pick 2-1. Yeah, I went with 2-0. That was um that was a mistake. Um yeah, like you say, it was a, a huge, hugely needed win. Would have really liked a performance as well, but I'll 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 take you know, I'll take one from two of that. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a real I, I, I saw the word statement performance written a lot before the game. And we really didn't get that, but we got the result. Um, the main thing that this game did for me, and it is a bit of a down way to start the podcast, but it's the main thing that I'll always remember about this game, so I need to talk about it. Uh, this game proved to me that football is actually magic. Like, completely. Uh, on Sunday, me, my brother and my dad, Casey already knows about this, but me, my brother and my dad were sat in my mum and dad's living room watching this game. All of us quiet, sombre, nothing really to say because unfortunately my mum died on Saturday. We were just sat around and no one had anything good to say. We'd see the lineups go, huh, no click, that's a surprise. But we didn't really, we couldn't get into talking about the game in the way that you normally would. And then the game started and it stayed like that for about 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it just, for the first time in a while, we all had some normality. Uh, it was the nice thing of just... It, it was so nice to be able to go, oh, for God's sake, just get your head up and have it... Just having something like that to distract you was really useful. Um, and it never, obviously, it never took it away or anything. You know, it wasn't enough to make you forget about it. Other than for five seconds when each of Leeds' goals went in, and for those five seconds, you were just back to being football fan and nothing else existed. So this win, it was um, it wasn't the performance that we needed, but it was absolutely what I needed. It really did improve my mood no end, and it was basically like football is magic, even when you're having what is probably the worst weekend of my life. I can't think of a worse one. Hopefully, I never have one. Been watching Scrubs, have you? <laughs> uh, with Always. the look up, look up into the side. Um, yeah, I am. Um, even in all of that, football still, even a game like this, and it wasn't a great game by any means. It can still like drag you in and give you something else to focus on. So I was, uh, I was very pleased with it. And God, we needed a win. I mean, I probably needed a win more than I've ever needed one in my life, but Leeds really needed a win anyway. Yeah, I suppose obviously not going into the game with with the I was I was aware of your the you know your circumstances, but 
clearly doesn't weigh as heavily on me as it will you for reasons, you know, family and all. Um, so for me, coming away from that game was just at best relief that we'd won and possibly the angriest I've been at Bielsa's tactics. Because it, that game got to a point where I know Bielsa values versatility in players very highly. But at some point, you're just putting square pegs in round holes. And and the shuffling of the team where there was times when it was Harrison up front, times when it was Dan James up front, never really seemed to be Rodrigo, the, you know, the Spanish international striker. Um, Stuart Dallas was something... I'm still not entirely sure what I think nominally a left back, but a left wing back, but I'm still not entirely sure. Jamie yeah. Shackleton gave away the most pointless free kicks I've ever known. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a weird one tactically and not, it wasn't a formation. The formation was what a lot of people were expecting, just not the uh, configuration of it. Like the uh, the the Rodrigo playing in midfield with a combination of Rafinha and whichever one of James or Harrison was there as the strikers, and for what it's worth, of the two, James did better than Harrison in that situation. But Harrison is probably the better left wing back of the two. So if you're gonna do it, that's the better way around. But I just wouldn't necessarily do it. Uh, the, the Dallas, yeah, the Dallas one that you said was weird because he was nominally centre mid, but he was also wing back for a lot. It was a, it was an odd one. Uh, I just, I, I, I looked at that team, and from the start, I, I just looked and thought, why is Mateus Click not playing? Well, I have a one in the notes here. I was going to say Rodrigo in midfield with James and or Harrison up front, and with Rafinha. Rodrigo's still getting the midfield berth. What does that say for Mateus Click at the minute? I, I, I appreciate that. And again, I think Mateus Click is one of those that's a bit hard done to because he's played with about four different people in the middle of midfield so far this season. Uh, I think both you and me have said it. At times, he looks a bit slower. But if you're going to be slow, do it. You, you can get away with it against Norwich, a team that seems to give you a fair amount of time on the ball. Um, if we could have found any passes, that is. Um, but I just—it's just that that group of players where there wasn't. I thought Rodrigo was playing so deep. He he, he wasn't a ten in that game. He wasn't high, high up enough, high up the field enough for him to be a ten. No, it was. If the midfield was. It was it was meant to be a midfield three because Dallas is sort of in there, but because he was having to go wide so much, you basically had Phillips here, and then directly in front of him, Rodrigo was like an eight. Yeah, it was a it was a it was an odd configuration given the options we had available. Yeah, and then I know Bielsa has, and I have bearing in mind I'm wearing a Jack Harrison shirt right now. I have the utmost faith that if Jack Harrison was asked to play centre back. His first touch should carry him through that position. Um, but he's not a striker. Dan James is not a striker. 
in the summer, Helder Costa was not a striker. <laughs> like, and, and you just looked at those, and, and I don't want to play Roberts and Rodrigo together, unless Roberts is very much a, you stay up, just press. Be That's a number nine that presses. Yeah, be a number nine. Don't do what Rodrigo's doing, because you just get in each other's way. Um. So, which, which, uh, like, I've come away from that game thinking, you know, I'm glad Rodrigo got a goal. I still don't know what he did. Like, I, he, I, he wasn't terrible or anything. He just wasn't great. I think that it was mostly because Leeds really, I was going to say, struggled to con- control the midfield, and they didn't control midfield at all. I still think we were better in midfield than Norwich were. But Neither team controlled midfield. It wasn't. It wasn't controlling the game by any stretch. Um, I must admit, like the first half, obviously Dan James had the early chance where we went round the keeper and it got cleared off the line. Which, to be fair, there was no wrong with the finish from that angle. It was just well judged defending got back on the line, and they had a few snapshots that went wide from rebounds from crosses and stuff like that. It really wasn't much of a game, but like. And obviously, he has been his best player this season. But I think if Rafinha had been on his game in the first half, he might have had a hat-trick. Because Norwich, I couldn't believe the tactic of, oh, we're just going to let Rafinha have a load of space. And also, the one player that's normally going to be on him is going to have no help. And it's a 19-year-old centre-back who's making his only first or second start. Yeah, first first Premier League start. He came, in fact, I think it's, it's only his second appearance. I think his debut was coming on against Chelsea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I mean, I looked at that team. One, you've got you know, teenager making his debut at the back. You know, on the same side as Rafinha, you've got Kabak in defence, who I think is a play you can get at. Like I, I wasn't convinced at all by him at Liverpool, and I think he's now playing in a much weaker team. Yeah. In fact, no, he is definitely playing in a much weaker yeah. team. I was going to say a controversial opinion. You think that Norwich, <laughs> Norwich this season are worse than Liverpool last season. It's a stretch, but I think I'll go away on it. Yeah. Look, Kabak's weird. Kabak has the ability to be a lot better than he is. But you know when you know when you've got someone... I mean, I know for a fact like my fiancé is like this, but there's lots of people that like this. They have an idea, and before they've thought about stages one or two, they're thinking about stage eight. Yeah. That's how Ozan Kabak plays football. <laughs> He's like, oh, I've got the bit. If oh, there's a pass on up there. All all I have to do is dribble 40 yards up the pitch and beat two players. And he doesn't think about that bit. <laughs> all he sees is the pass at the end of it and loses the ball. Um, he's got ability. I mean, he's only young, so you would think he'll be able to sort that out. But yeah, I, I that Norwich team. God bless them. It's going to be a long year for yeah. Norwich fans. But like ultimately, I'd, I'd made peace with it in a couple of days that it was a game we had to win and we did. But I'd, I'd, I said this before and I'd, I always go back to the uh, away at the Emirates last season when, when Phillips was out and I just wish there'd be some pragmatism in his team selections at times. Just, just, just a little bit yeah, like, I mean, it, it's not, I don't think it has started anyway, but I was very surprised after the press conference and the 30 minutes on Friday for the 23s. 
I was very surprised that Firpo didn't met the bench. No, he uh, was on the bench. No, he wasn't, he wasn't on it. I'm about 99%. I was going to say, I'm certain he was on the bench. Because I assumed he was, and then they mentioned something on commentary about it. But I'm, uh, I'm again, I, I mean, admittedly, I did have a lot on, so I could have easily forgotten, but I'm pretty sure. Um, we'll come to that once. I'll let KC look, because he will have more time than me. Uh, what I was going to say is, obviously, first half went in nil-nil. Wasn't great. Uh, second half, one bit, the one bit in this game, there probably was more than one bit, but the one bit that was memorable of actual well-played good football for the first goal. Uh, and as much as uh, Dan, J- Dan James's ball to Athenia and his footwork to finish was really good, the pass from Strauch into Dan James was a brilliant pass. Mm. Like he really did not have much of an angle to make that ball. And it isn't just that he played it into him. He played it into him with enough room to let him run across and turn on it because of the angle of the pass. It was a really good ball. By the way, you are, you are right. Furpo was not on the bench. I've clearly just imagined things. Yeah, I, th- I thought, I didn't think he was. Yeah, it's a... Uh... The two things I've learned today, though, is that uh, it's Cody Callum-Pierre drama and Christopher August Sundquist Classen, because that's just how they're listed. Uh, uh, I believe that you can also put other words in for Classen, including not very and good, from what I've seen in the under 23 so far. <laughs> He's fine if you don't pass him the ball. Yeah, or cross. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit iffy so far. Uh, but yeah, Rafinha's goal was. Really good. Yeah, nice composure once he'd get once he'd kind of cut into the middle as well. And it was one of those where you were just thinking, like with how we'd been that day, that was it just a bit too much because they by that point got three or four players behind the ball. But fortunately, it's uh I think Krull gets a touch on it, does or is it one of the defenders that slides in? Someone I've... gets a touch on it, which basically takes it away from the other defenders behind. Yeah. I think it. I think he gets it through the first defender's leg, then it flicks Krulls as it megs him, and that flick megs the third one. Yeah, because all three of them got megged. Which, with any other Leeds player, I'd say that's a bit of a lucky finish. But with Rafinha, I'm going to say he meant it. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, you're thinking, right, here we go, boys. We've got a goal. Norwich will have to come out a little bit as well. They're at home, so let's get at them. Yeah, no stupid. Nothing, nothing stupid. <laughs> Just keep hold of the ball. And the daftest of back passes is followed by one of the worst passes I'll see all season. Yeah, that was the thing with it. I was, they knock a long ball over the top. Jamie Shackleton has so much time. Can do pretty much whatever he wants with it, including I reckon he could have let it go out. It had enough pace on it. Uh, but he kind of plays an awkward back pass to Melier with too much pace on it that makes his touch difficult. Which is a really bad pass. And then Melier makes an even worse one and just passes it straight out for a corner. Luckily, Leeds are good at defending set pieces. Oh, corner oh, Yeah. And let's see if I can get his name right. Andrew Omobami Daly, I think is how he pronounced it. It is. It is, yes. You've nailed that one. Uh, great header, to be fair, but it was completely unmarked. 
Yeah, if I remember rightly, I think I it think was... it was meant to be Lavente that was meant to be marking him, and he just lost him. Yeah, you, you kind of see a look because he's a good two yards ahead of him mm. as well when he when he gets up. Where no any here and shades of our defense for the last year or so. Yeah, it was such a daft goal to give away. Like I was um what what was it? Two minutes? <laughs> oh it was I think it was less. <laughs> I think it was about just over I think it was just over a minute, like 70 seconds or something. Uh it was just there was no I mean there's three mistakes in it and all of them are bad. And if you do three mistakes back to back, that's quite often a goal. And that's what happens. Even um, against Norwich. Even against Norwich, because you do have to remember that even though Norwich is shite, they are a load of players that are good enough to be playing for Norwich, which puts them in the top 0.01% of footballers in the country. Yeah. So they, they have the ability to kick a ball well and head a ball well if you don't make it difficult for them in any way. Yeah. Oh. At, at that point, I, I'd written the weekend off. The day was done at that point. Well, you know, they had that one big hit and then went away. Mm. I'd do an actual reference, but I don't know any of the weekend songs. I just know it's a music person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it might even be a band. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, the, uh, weekend is, the weekend is essentially a bloke. Cool. <laughs> I was right then. It uh, is Drake. Yeah. And sp- is, p- people, people don't know that reference. <laughs> I don't know who anyone is, so I, if I ever have to guess, I just say Drake. <laughs> um, yeah, luckily, Norwich are rubbish and playing with no confidence. Uh, Stroud does well to win the ball back, although he only gets half the credit because he only had to win it back because he played a bad pass to give it away in the first place. Uh, but steps in well, wins a tackle. Phillips pass to Rodrigo. They do back off. So it was fair enough to hit it. He did have a couple of options, but they didn't put any pressure on him. And it's a decent strike. And Tim Krull just makes a complete bollocks of it. Tim Krull dives pretty much entirely over the top of the ball. It was, oh God, it was so Peacock Farrell. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it's the goal that game deserved. Like... I, the, the, it did deserve two goals of quality, and you know, if if ever a game a goal summarised a game, I think it's that one. Yeah, it, um, I mean, it's one of those things with this game. Like we we were not good at all, really, but I do think we were still considerably better than them. Yeah, so I, I do I, think I do think it was a deserved win. I don't know who it was that did the ratings for that game, but I didn't envy them because I'd have been hard pressed to, to. It's either for me, like if you were looking at man of the match performances, it was either Rafinha or Strike. Those are, I've literally got here because I was going to ask you. I thought Rafinha was his biggest threat by a mile the whole game. I mean, admittedly, they let him be. There was a stat towards the end where he'd had more touches than anyone else on the pitch. Which yeah. seems like, I mean, in order for that to happen, Norwich had to be doing something wrong. In order for it to be that easy to just get in the ball. I mean, we were passing the ball badly and we were still getting in the ball that much. Uh, and he probably was the driving force that got us the win, but I thought Stroud was the best player on the pitch. 
Yeah, and, and again, as we said, not without a few mistakes in there, but about as solid as, as you'll see a performance without being particularly great. But no, I thought, especially when you're in a back three alongside Diego Llorente and, and Liam Cooper, it was quite nice to see the youngest of the three basically taking charge at the back and kind of leading things. I didn't think Llorente had a particularly good game. I thought no. Liam Cooper was... I think Liam Cooper was better, but probably also gave away a few daft-free kicks around the penalty area. Yeah, he did have a couple. To be honest, Llorente was not really... Obviously, we've said that we're pretty sure it was him that lost his man on the goal. Mm. For the first 15 minutes when Leeds tried to play their way out, they naturally tried to go through Llorente. And he just wanted so long on the ball and he just kept losing it. Like, quite often, the pass did appear to be on and he just took ages to do it. And they pressed him quite well. He just really wasn't on it. But that Meadows, because he was having an off day, that's what Meadows switched to going down the left more. And this weird kind of skew with formation, the person that it suited was Strauch. Because when, you know, it, whichever one of Harrison or James was at left back at that time was pushing right up. And when we did get possession, Dallas didn't drop in to cover as much. He was then back in midfield. So there's this big gap and he pushed into it really well. I mean, that's what led to the first goal, but it wasn't the only time he did it. He just... He really looked comfortable doing it. And I wonder if those couple of games playing in midfield have helped his confidence in that regard a bit. Yeah. And to be honest, like, because one, we struggled getting the ball to the midfielders, and two, the the times the midfielders got on the ball, I don't think the the passing was that great. I mean, I think we we mentioned before, after when we were speaking after the game, like Calvin Phillips' passing was atrocious. Uh, yeah, he did not have a good game, Calvin Phillips. His, his, his long balls just seem to be five, ten yards away from wherever it was meant to go. There's one in the second half where he just basically smacks it. And and, and honestly, if he was trying to pick out Bielsa, it was probably a good pass. But I think he played a crossfield ball. And I always remember with the Aston Villa game at Villa Park last season, I was talking about one of the goals where I think it's Helder Costa just comes into view or maybe Rafini comes into view when a pass is played, and you're like, where's that gone to? Oh, and he's already off camera. I believe it was, I believe that one was a Rafinha pass to Costa. I think it was, he just drilled yeah. it and went, what's he doing? And then you saw the run. Yeah, and that's what I thought had happened with one of Phillips' crossfield balls, because he just went across and the camera's just moving across, go, oh, no, there's there's just no one there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then. Uh, mind you, though, that's the thing with Phillips and how crucial he is to our midfield. Phillips on an off day, I'd still take over not Phillips. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because Strike would have played there. He'd probably been awful. Yeah. Um, the other little things to mention. I mean, Forshaw came on for Dan James and played in a bit more of an advanced midfield role. And I thought he looked fairly tidy when he came on. <laughs> I thought it was bad that we were putting him up front. Yeah. He was nearly up front, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> At some points, he did appear to be leading the press. What like, was that going? Well... If he's coming on for Dan James, we can't put him at left midfield. Yeah, I mean, not with those legs. Let's be right; he won't quick two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and and you know, Adam Farshaw, renowned for his finishing. Yeah, but I thought he, I thought he did quite well when he came on, and uh, although he got booked for, as far as I can tell, no reason. Uh, Cody Drama did fine when he came on as well. 
Yeah, and he got again, one I'm, I'm quite. He had one quite crucial defensive touch when ball was up high, and he just beat the Norwich player to it. That could have been yeah. dangerous. Yeah, he's uh, again. I'm, I'm glad just to, and that and again that's you know even when a game's not secure because obviously it wasn't at that point. But I didn't think, like I said, I didn't think Shackleton had a pretty, particularly good game. Which and I'll, and I'll let it go because he's been having a very good run at right back so far. So I'm not screaming to put drama in the team by any means. But if someone's not having a good game, get Cody Drama on and get him these 15, 20 minutes here and there so he can just build up a bit of experience at least. And yeah, yeah I thought he did fine. Because obviously we didn't talk about the Arsenal game and I don't want to. But no. he, he played and I thought he did fine. Yeah. Here's the Arsenal game in two sentences. First half we played quite well. Second half we were awful. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we got beat. It happens. Uh, I the, also, the dream is due, over. Due to everything going on, I haven't been able to watch as much of the 23s as I'd have liked. But you went to the uh, Arsenal game, didn't you? Yeah, it was uh, very enjoyable. And given the, the goal-scoring exploits in the under-23s games recently, this this definitely didn't disappoint in that regard. Um, it's, and it's the first time I've... Obviously, obviously, most of the time, I'm not available to watch them anyway. So it was quite nice not only to watch them, but to get to watch them in person. Um, and for the most part, I was I was pretty impressed across across the team. Um, first half, played some fantastic football. It's and essentially basic, essentially playing with the freedom of Bielsa ball without them being weighed down by the struggles of uh, all the injuries at the moment. I know, obviously, missing a few key players, but like Max Dean, I think was one who impressed a lot of people just through it, it you know. His high pressing. Um, there was a there was a point in the second half where one of Arsenal's players was down injured in the six yard box. Max Dean had also been down injured. I think faking a head injury. Realized the Arsenal player was down. Took three steps forward and was yelling for a long ball to be played. Yeah, I am on side. Yeah, I'm on side <laughs> here. Let's get this in. Well, that um, was. Leeds' first goal was scored with a player down for them, wasn't it? But they passed the ball like seven well, times and didn't well, kick that, it out. That, that was the thing, yeah. Like <laughs> as much as they their players all complained, they tried to play on. And Leeds won it back, and we went and scored. Like the, there was no argument to be had there. You tried to play, didn't work out. Not our problem. Yeah, I also didn't get to properly watch. I, I, I've seen a little. I saw a little bit of the under twenty ones game against uh, Salford in the. I was going to say Johnson's Paint Trophy. It's not even called that, is it? Now it's for Papa Jones. Yes, it's Johnson's Paint Trophy for life. Yeah, uh, they got beat five three by Salford. Uh, by the sounds of it, it was just physically getting bullied, but technically being way better than them. Mm. So. Lovely stuff going forward. Uh, the the I think it's league's second goal. Gelhart got the assist for the first two. He set up Max Dean for the first one, which was a decent one. I think it's the second one where Joffy does it. He played in this one for the first time, throwing down the line. He like lets it run behind his back and runs around the other side of the defender before setting it up. It was a really good goal. And uh, Lewis Bate got his first one as well. Uh, broke from like 70 yards away with an interception, ran the length of the field and chipped the keeper. Uh, I I, oh. conti I continue my thing of he should be on the bench probably. Yeah, I, I thought um, I thought Bate and Jenkins was was a very good partnership against Arsenal. 
again, just sort of seeing them go. Jack Jenkins, I think, will have a bit, a bit of a ways to go because he's he's very small mm. as, as Jack Jenkins. But, a, you know, a battler, technically very good. I thought that they worked very well off each other. Um, I did, the concerning thing was how quickly we fell apart once Charlie Cresswell had gone off. Yeah, uh, I did notice that from the sort of half-watching situation I was in. Uh, yeah, he makes a he, big he difference. He went off and Arsenal scored in the first 90 seconds of the second half. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ch- Charlie he, Cresswell. He's, he's, he's another one of those I look at. He he is a man playing football with a group of boys at this point in terms of his, his build. Yeah, Cresswell's a bit unlucky to not be getting more football than he is. Mm. Because he, he's, he is in the Del Hart. And, I mean, Del Hart's the main one, but Somerville as well. And bait to an extent, but that one where you can tell just watching, they're a couple of levels above the rest of them at the minute. Cresswell's very much at that point. Yeah. Uh, and if I know that he also likes to keep him around, but if he is, if 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 it turns out that next season he's going to be a similar story to this one, provided we stay up and everything, and he's not going to play, then he will have to go out on loan. But not the sort of loan that Bielsa does normally. Of the this means you're gone. Uh, yeah, like he just would need to play because I think he could play every week for a decent championship side. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a lot of this is based off essentially a sole Premier League appearance, but looks fine in that. Physically, can handle himself very well, and is technically pretty decent on the ball as well. Mm. So, um, yeah. I'd, I'd, I have to say I really enjoyed watching the 23s even in a 4-2 defeat it was it was a very enjoyable game a very nice scene just shot of 9,000 people at Ellen Road for that yeah it was a I'd say I would like to have gone and the original plan was to go but with everything going on it was never going to happen it was a bit weird for this uh, Norwich game because we played like basically 3-5-2 I know that it's a bit lopsided and weird when Bielsa does it but it was basically 3-5-2 which I think the only times we've played this before was when we played against Sheffield United. But it mm. looks like Le- with Leicester's changing formation, we'll be playing it again on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting with the Leicester one just because, you know, we had the last season, we had the early season hammering from them because we lost 4 1, didn't we? We got beat 4 1 at Ellen Road, but it, we had a dreadful start. We gave away a really stupid yeah. goal right at the start. And then we actually we went 2 0 down and actually started playing quite well. I think we got one back and then Hernandez at the bar. And we were playing quite well. And they just countered us with Ardy and we just couldn't answer the pace. No, we nearly missed the first goal, didn't we? Because they were showing us a replay of something else and then all of a sudden Lester were at the other end tapping one yeah, in. Yeah, they literally cut back and they were clean through on goal. Yeah. Um, but then the reverse of that, go to, to go to Filbert Street and <laughs> The streets will always remember. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Pat Bamford hat trick. It was a Bamford hat trick, wasn't it? No, was it that was two? a Villa. Oh, was it just, did you just get, did he get two there? Uh, no, in this one, um, I'm trying to remember the first goal. Bamford scored the one from the, the where Strauch won the ball back. I think he played it into Rodrigo, who played in Bamford. You know, the one driven far top corner. Yeah. And we scored in the very last minute, Bamford breaking through and he squared it to Harrison for a tapping. 
Oh, the yeah. first goal, I think we equalised just after they scored. Uh, Stuart Dallas, Leonard across the keeper, bottom left corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, think yeah. I think he was played through by Bamford as well. So I think Bamford scored one and set two up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Dallas, Bam- Dallas Bamford Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, basically giving him a hat trick. Yeah. Well remembered me. <laughs> um, it was oh, a very. Man. I missed this team. Sorry. I'm just looking at this team and just thinking Melian Goal, Ailing Cooper, Alioski, Dallas Strike, Harrison Phillips, Rafinha, Bamford Rodrigo. Oh, that sounds nice. Doesn't sound that different, does it? Well, that's, I mean, Bamford's. Bamford's gone, Ailing's gone, Janny's very gone. Try trying not to cause an international incident somewhere. Mm. Um, Rodrigo's now a central midfielder. Although on the flip side of this, on the bench we have Kiko Casilla. Yeah, yeah, less good. Nah. Uh, but yeah, they've been their three-five-two has been more sort of three-four-one-two because Madison plays really far forward, plays as a ten. So that'll be... You would think that's Calvin Phillips' job for the game. It's just James Madison. Yeah, um, he had a fantastic season last season as well, didn't he? He's, um, Leicester have... Well, I mean, they're 11th now, so they have been inconsistent this year. Uh, and also have had a Europa League run. Going, in fact, they play they play Spartak Moscow today. Which I was just gonna, I was just I, gonna I, say, I'm assuming if 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 they're playing at home to Spartak, it is at home, yeah. All right, because I was gonna say if they were away, it'd have probably kicked off. It might even be finished by now. Yeah. Um, but just looking through their results at the moment, two 0 defeat to Arsenal, two one win over Brentford, four two win over uh, Man United, two all with Palace, two all with Burnley. Lost to Brighton, so their results are all over the place. Yeah, they are a bit up and down. Leicester, their their squad is a good squad, and their team, if they're playing well, I think it looks really good. We've just said Madison at ten is obviously a real threat, and Phillips will have to do well with that. In the two centre mids behind them, will be Tielemans and one more. Probably that Samare that they signed in summer, but like Tielemans is absolutely brilliant. And you would think, because Rod, obviously Rodrigo, as much as I wouldn't have him there, you'd think he's probably going to be in midfield again. Ooh. So he would be on, he'd have to be on the most defensive one, which is Samari. So you'd think what Dallas follows Telemans around. And as much as Stuart Dallas is a good player and he'll, he will try and run for you all day, Telemans is just a brilliant player. And you wouldn't really be backing us to win that duel. No, I it, obviously one Jamie Vardy terrifies me. Well, the, one of the other things I've got here is if they're playing two up front, it don't really matter which two Vardy, Daka, Ianacho. Yeah, I'd imagine it's probably going to be Vardy and Ianacho, but mm. Pats and Daka is an excellent sub to have as well. Mm. Um, appears to be rapid, his movement from what I've seen is very good, and his finishing's been a bit inconsistent to start with. But he scored a hat trick away at Spartak, and he's fi- he scored four actually, didn't he? And his uh, his finishing in that match was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's that thing. Like at the moment, I'm I'm nervous just because of 
the Leicester team. But looking at their results recently, it does seem like they're there to be got at. Yeah, as I said, midfield and up front is good. Wing backs, we've sort of got two options for each side and three on the left because uh, they, they could all play it on the left, really. But uh, Ricardo Pereira, I can never remember that Thomas's first name, the young one. Is it Luke Thomas? I think so. I think so. Yeah, Timothy Castagna and Ryan Bertrand, they're like the four options for the two wing back slots. You would think, prop, I think lately it's been Pereira and Thomas for the most part. Uh, they're good, and you, but they'll be one-on-one -on -one against you would assume Shackleton and whichever one of Harrison or James isn't playing up front will will be the ones chasing them back. Uh, That's not what I need to hear again. The back three. Now, I know that we're not going to have Bamford and that's a big miss. But lately, it's, it's been Soyuncu, Evans and Daniel Amati. And I suppose Vestergaard could play. Like, all three of them are good, but I don't think any of them are so good that you're like, oh, we're not going to get any change out of them all day. It, I mean, for me, again, it's it's more looking at how we're going to play this that concerns me. Like, I'd, I'd much rather it was Rodrigo and another leading the line. Now, I know if we're going to basically play at 3-5-2 again, that it's more likely going to be Rafinha coming in because we'll have Shackleton out wide. Mm. Um, but, no, it's, it's just... I, I, no, I'm not. I don't want to be that guy again. Just saying, putting the kids. But can, can we play with a striker playing as a striker, please? Yeah, I must admit, like I'm, and, and, and I'm bypassing Tyler Roberts again. I'm just, I'm just saying, just play Joffy. Yeah, in the three-five-two, having one of the two be Rafinha, I actually think is a good idea. Because if because you have to play him, and if he isn't playing that role, he's basically playing right wing back. And the other thing with that is, as well, bear, bear in mind, he was a, a sort of a second striker in that Norwich game, but he he played that role as a ten, essentially. It just yeah. Well, I would say I would say he would play basically played it as a winger. He was yeah. he was wide all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, but you with him doing that, we never had that. We never had a man naturally just in a central area, really. I, I always felt as if James and uh, Harrison were like, oh, yeah, I need to move inside now. Yeah, it was wide forwards, but without a central forward, wasn't it, really? Oh, very, you know, very Scotland. Late no, it was, more it, was, it was more attacking than the 3-7 like, the <laughs> or the 4-6 <laughs> that they played. Um, yeah, I'm assuming that Soyuncu will be on the left, so he'll be the one mostly tasked with Rafinha. Uh, Soyuncu's good, but obviously Rafinha is a lot quicker than him and stuff, so he could get some joy from there. And Marty, I'm not sure how quick he is now, because he was out injured basically for about three and a half, four years, wasn't he? Yeah. Before he came back, so whether we could get some change down that side as well. Uh, obviously, they'll have Kasper Schmeichel in goal. It was a good goalkeeper, and you know, there's we... right. Did I did I mishear it? Did he go through the whole of the? Euro... I don't know. It's not just him, but did Denmark go through the European 
uh, the World Cup qualification without conceding a goal? Oh, honestly, no idea. That's I know that sort of fantastic record. I, I saw that they had a good record and that the quality that they were going well, but I I don't know if that's right or not. I never saw it. If it was, it'd be an odd thing for you to have made up. So I think you probably did read it somewhere. I, I don't know. I'd say all kinds of crazy shit on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it now because I have to know. Yeah. Well, the thing that I was yeah, going to say tw- is twenty-seven for zero against in eight games. It's uh, it's not the hardest group you've ever seen. It's Scotland, Israel, Austria, Faroe Islands, Moldova. But in eight games, not to concede a single goal is is fairly impressive. Yeah, that's pretty good going. Uh, one of the things I've got written here to ask you is: Will Rodrigo play in midfield again? Yes. Now we've sort of half covered it. <laughs> And it sounds like your thing is he should play up front as part of the front too, but he is going to play in midfield. Oh, yeah, I'm very much resigned to this now. Um, again, do you think... again, I don't want to come into these conversations with any level of common sense, but can we not play the international calibre striker as a striker, please? Yeah. Um, basically then, because it'll be a similar formation, they'll set up in a similar way to Norwich, only instead of like a flat midfield three where no one's really pushing on, Madison will really push on and Tielemans will push on a bit. So it, it is more, that midfield is a lot more threatening. So we'll have a much tougher time dealing with them. Do you think anything will change players wise from the uh, Norwich game? No, I can't really see it changing. Um, especially coming up against a team that's going to be pushing on more, a lot more than Norwich did. I'd, it wouldn't make much sense to be trying to put Mateus Clip back in the team. I don't. There's not going to be any changes you can make to the back three. Um, I mean, arguably, you could do Click for Harrison. You know, and instead, of, I'd, I'd and, tell you what. If I was picking have, one have of the two to play as a centre forward, I think I might rather have Click. Well, and I was more thinking, and, and then instead of it being James and Harrison swapping, as much as I don't think James should be in this position, just play James there and just have Dallas be the left wing back and put Click yeah. into mid. Have Click in midfield instead of Dallas. But again, would Click would Click be any better at staying with Tielemans than Dallas would? Probably, probably not. Mm, yeah. He's better. He's better on the ball. But off the ball, he probably would struggle more. Imagine yeah. Click, Click is a better presser than I'm giving him credit for, I think. It's just that he doesn't look as energetic as he did before. No. I think that, that's the one I could make an argument for. Is Well, there's loads of things I could make an argument for, such as, as I've said a million times, play Joe Gelhart. But uh, that's the one, that's the like realistic one I could make an argument for. Unless someone's injured, which is Leeds, someone will be. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think if there's any other change. Depending on his fitness levels, a surprise Furpo appearance, but I'd be... I think it'll be too soon. Yeah, I'd be, I'd I be think... surprised if that could come off. Yeah, if he's going to start, I think... Because it's internationals after this one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Calvin is in the England squad, unsurprisingly. Uh, so Gam- yeah, I think Bamford didn't make it. Yeah, that's what I really—that's what we need. 
we're, I mean, we're missing loads of things this season. And on top of that, we're just not playing that well. But we are missing Bamford badly. Yeah. I, I tell you what, and I don't I don't want to get too into the the narrative. But there are people making a much bigger deal out of our form, which in the last six games, we are a mid-table Premier League team than Aston Villa's four straight defeats now. Mm. And I know we're missing first-team players. And they're also missing first-team players. And it's almost as if missing important players matters. It does. Like, I, Villa have been really poor lately, and they are missing a few. Like, if they drop, and he won't even miss him, they just dropped Tyrone Mings for the last game because he'd been so terrible. Jack Grealish, missing. Yeah, I do think that there is a lot being made of ours compared to others, but I think that the reason is... All Johnny, those games, Johnny Foreigner's over here and he yeah. won't speak English. I think it's that a lot of those games that Villa have lost, even when they haven't been good, a lot of those performances haven't been as poor as a lot of ours. Mm. It's the reason that I'm a bit worried with Leeds is not... It isn't being 17th with 10 points from 10 games. That isn't what's worrying me. It's the level of performances that's yeah. worrying me. Because if... If we were playing 85% of what we were playing last season and we had the exact same set of results, I'd be going, yeah, but we're going we're gonna to go on a run and win and go and beat them for four games and win three of them soon. Whereas this season, I'm much less confident of it. This will be a really tough game, the Leicester one. But The one, the one thing I actually quite like about going into this game and as we were talking about the teams is that It'd be quite nice to field the same eleven for two straight games. And I don't think we've done that yet this season. No, I don't think we have. I don't think he's had the option to. No, there's there's always been an injury or or something like that. Or... Well, as, that's one thing that we didn't mention. Like, Shackleton wasn't having a good game, but he went off injured. Yeah, true. Uh, so he might not be available. Uh, and as much as he's shown there is some trust in drama to throw him in, I think if he doesn't play, that would be when Click came in and Dallas would play right wing back. Yeah. I think that's the more likely way around for that to happen. Uh, oh, we're so close. Because I've just, I've just realised that was one of the worst bits of refereeing and, well, officiating from all of them. Because he was down and picked I him up. Really, I really didn't understand that because he was yeah. down. The we went to take him, we went to sub him, took him over, and they wouldn't let us sub him. So he had to play on for an extra minute. But, hobbling around. But the daft thing was, it was like play had stopped. Yeah. It's not as if we were, like we were begging for someone to put the ball out. The game had literally stopped, and they went to make the sub, and he went, "No, take the free kick." So you're telling us to play on with an injured player? This is madness. Yeah. Like that could have been so much worse. Like it, it, if if he'd have properly hurt himself there. Like, say yeah. the ball had just gone over there and he had no choice but to go for it. Could It could have been really nasty. I'd forgotten about that until just then. Yeah. I, I must have a bit weirdly. Uh, normally, talking about Leeds games makes me more and more negative, but I actually feel better about this game than I did before the podcast started. Well, at least we've played this game, this system, the game before, so we know the system. Yeah. Calvin knows the club. We'll be fine. To all, I'm gonna go for. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go two one this week. I'm gonna hope it. back to back <laughs> two one. Again, tough. Oh, lead. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> like I figured that's what you meant, but <laughs> so, so hoping if I drag that out long enough, you just move on. Right, and just let you have both. Yeah. But no, it was a. It, it should be a, a decent enough game because uh, they play some nice stuff. And when we actually manage to get the ball down, so do we. When we give it to Rafinha, so do yeah. we. <laughs> that, <laughs> that so do we. <laughs> we are Rafinha has become give it to Pablo slash give it to Moss Wicoma. Oh, uh, so much, so much pressure on Ross. Yeah, there, there has been a bit of that. So much dross surrounding him, though. At least the Leeds play. Like I look at the Leeds players and individually, I think they're all quite good. Mm. I don't think I don't think a lot of them are playing well, but I think like I know Rodrigo's a very good footballer. I just don't think he's playing very well. Yeah, or that he suits us particularly. Yeah, but he looks nice, so yeah. And keep, I must keep, admit, keep him around. This this Rodrigo compared to a few weeks ago, Rodrigo. A few weeks ago was Rodrigo not playing well and not doing out. This Rodrigo is not playing great and has scored two and two. So yeah, it's a better it's a better version. Don't, don't look at the goals. No, it wasn't. I mean, it's a penalty and a goalkeeping <laughs> mistake, but it doesn't matter. They, they're his goals. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do. We'll be fine, probably at some point. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'd if, better be if, fine. If most football managers, if like a load of football manager saves that have already taken place so far are to be believed, Newcastle are still fucked. And Leeds are unbelievable. I saw someone posting a screenshot just like, oh, I'm not in charge of Leeds, by the way. This is just what happened. Fourth first season, and then like won, won their Champions League group with PSG in it the second season. <laughs> and signed like two players. <laughs> so I think on the football manager, Leeds might be easy again this year. Ah, oh, well. I won't mind. The thing that, we used to do, that I used to do for a challenge was manage Newcastle, because they're crap. It's not a challenge this year. No. Need a so, new rub- I need a new rubbish team to manage, and it's probably going to be Watford. <laughs> oh, could be. Uh, Unless, uh, you- well, and whoever, whichever Conference North team I decide to do one with. I'm tempted to have got Coventry this year. Oh uh, yeah, that should be decent. They're up at the. Well, I mean, they're up at the top, but I'm assuming they're not going to be up at the top in on paper. No, no, I'd imagine. I'd like to think they probably backed them for about a 16th place finish in that division. Yeah. Um, well, I'd take a 16th place finish for Leeds right now, so hopefully we get that or better. Not in the Championship. No, that'd be a real achievement this season. Uh, so, yeah, that will do us for episode 131 at Mike White's podcast. We've been a bit overly confident in that we've gone for a win and a draw against a Leicester team that I think are pretty good. Uh, but we both went for wins last time and we did win. Not that you can read much into Norwich, but you've got to stick with something. You've got to give give yourself hope somehow. So, uh, yeah, unless you vote to add KC, I think we're done. Ah, yeah, we're all good here. Right, cool. Well, I've been Jack, so yeah. I've been KC. Have a good one. In a bit.